scientist named Frankenstein made a monster by sewing together parts of old dead bodies. You have to read that stuff. Wait a minute. Frankenstein gave the monster eternal life by shooting it full of electricity. Some people claim it is not dead even now, uh -huh. just dormant. <laughs> now, who'd be silly enough to believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be silly enough to believe that? <laughs> Me. Uh You're listening to The Skeleton Crew, exclusively at HorrorBig.com and the Horrorphilia Podcast Network. Just go. No, you go. Go say it. No, you Dude, say it. This is the only time I'm letting you do this. Go. All right, and we're back. Oh, wait, no, we're not back. We are what back. What do you think? Is this a commercial? This is the beginning of the show. Come on. All right, we're here. This is the Skeleton Crew. I am Michael J. As always, joined by Mr. Alex Edwards and Mr. Dan Chase. This is horrible. Guys, please don't tune out yet. <laughs> What? I'm not that bad, am I? I don't know. You don't sound natural. What do you mean I don't sound natural? It's better than... And we're back. And it's the skeleton crew. And this what is... You, what do you... Do whatever it. you say. I you know. Uh, you think I should start every show off with, Hello, Haddonfield! This is the Barry Sims <laughs> show. <laughs> we're in the house of Michael Myers himself. Yeah. Actually, right. they weren't there. It was right around the corner. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this is episode 26. You know, on the last episode, we glossed over that it was our, uh, what is it called, the silver anniversary, the 25th episode? 25. Is that a big deal? I mean, you see, I don't think other people doing a show give us much credit for that, seeing as some of our shows were 15 minutes long. Right. <laughs> and, like, know. seven of the shows were a half hour long. <laughs> Does that yeah. still count as your 25th? Do you think we still get the same recognition or no? No, not at all. I, I think it doesn't. It doesn't feel like twenty five. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Once we hit fifty, then we'll be substantial. Well, I do have um, my first um, email interview. Uh, just went up on Horror a bit a little while ago. Right. Um. Yeah. So in that sense, I mean, I'm I'm working up to actually doing what you do, Alex, and that's talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Talking. I think I'm going to start talking to people. I think that's a good idea. I would like to go backwards and go back to just writing to people. I, I, I want to stop talking to people. Really? No, I'm just kidding. It's fun. I want to stop talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, after that intro, I think everyone's going to stop listening. <laughs> yeah, Probably. damn right. So we, I don't think we'll be having a talk pretty soon once we get canceled. Yeah, there's not going to be a 27th show. Yeah, but uh, we're going to get right back to your interview in a second, Mike, because uh, I know you want to talk a little bit about that. But first, you know what people want. What they want to hear, they want to hear about the Halloween 4 and 5 Blu-ray giveaway, part yes. 2. Yes. Now, we have two more questions. And as we said in the last episode, every time you get one right, your name goes in that throw-up bucket. And then we <laughs> shake it around, and then you have better odds of winning. But guys, listen, at least answer one question. Like, I thought I would be getting 100 answers. Right. How, how do you not want two free Blu-rays at a $40 value. Fuck, I yeah. want them. Yeah, I'm going to answer some of these. Fuck. 
I don't even Are know the answers, them? but I'll look back on our show <laughs> and find the answers, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, they're right there. You just have to do some digging. Yeah, I don't I don't think um I don't think uh employees are allowed or eligible. Uh, Wait, I'm employed? Does that mean I make money? <laughs> Alright, so here are the two questions to get your name entered into this giveaway. Number three. Number three question. Number three. What did Michael J say in episode seven that had Alex laughing for forty five seconds straight? Okay. I know this one. Yes. The next one. What was Arnold Schwarzenegger's response when Alex asked him, What do you get out of playing Terminator so much? Is it, like, really fulfilling to you? In episode 15. Just, I think the first answer is like a sentence long. Just, you know, put that one in there. Uh, and send those answers to Alex at theskeletoncrewshow.com to enter into the Halloween 4 and 5 Blu-ray giveaway. The big giveaway is at 9. We're going we're gonna to give you the, uh, the names of the winners at 9 o'clock on Sunday. I don't know yet. I think we're going to do about two more questions, right, Mike? And that's about it. Is it two more? Is it two more or four more? Because I think we got next week. Yeah, you know what? Let's just do two more. That way, if people were going to pre-order them, they know that they, uh, right. you know, they know to cancel it in time. Right, right. And Mike has a correction to make on the last show. He told everybody that you could buy the perfect house for five dollars on DVD. Right. He was wrong. No, but it was five. They must have upped the price. But when I saw it, it was five dollars. Right. It's ten dollars. Wish you weren't a liar. It's since. <laughs> It's well. I'm not as bad as some people. We got some um, uh, l- listener letters that I want to go over real quick. Listener yeah. letters. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't want to call it fan mail. <laughs> listener, letters. listener letters. Listener letters. It's listener letter time. Hey, listen. I didn't think this through. I was just, you know, <laughs> it's it's listener letter time. Da, da, da. Yeah. Okay. One of them. Uh, this is one I talked about in the last show. <laughs> this one's weird. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh-oh. Okay. And uh, I didn't want to get into it at the end of the show because, you know, like, I don't think anyone listens past the first or the second third of the show. So. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hi. I think you are the perfect guys to answer this. I thought about it last night, and I think Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers are Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Ready? Here's here's his logic. Yeah. First, Jason was played by Ari Lehman as a young boy. Right. His mother was played by Betsy Palmer. Betsy Palmer's Jewish? Yeah. Really? He was played by Steve Dashowitz in part two. Um, Ted White in part th- part four. He meant he wrote Ted part White's three. Not Jewish, is he? I, I don't know. Uh, most notably by Kane Hodder in part 7, 8, 9, and 10. Kane Hodder isn't Jewish? I think he is. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. I think he is. Uh, Michael Myers was played by Nick Castle, and his sister was played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and his niece was Daniel Harris. And there weren't any old Christmas decorations when they were going through his attic or basement in Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> wow. Do you think I am right or wrong? <laughs> um. 
I've never thought about it like that before. But based on Stan Helsing, Michael Myers did wear a yarmulke. What does that mean, Stan Helsing? What is that? Didn't you ever see the movie Stan oh, Helsing? It's a parody dude. of of all the horror slashers. It's yeah, a comedy. that is probably the worst movie ever fucking made. It's not great, dude. but Myers did wear a yarmulke. I gave it a shot, and oh my god, how horrible is that movie, Mike? It's Here on Netflix. Watch it. I, I tried. I couldn't there were it. some funny moments, but they were few and far between. I think I laughed twice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great for 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael Myers, that's... Jewish. Uh, I don't know. What, is he circumcised? Does anyone know? Uh, well, he got burned before, so you probably wouldn't be able to tell now anyway. It's probably all charred to nothing. And Jason's penis probably looks like an old dried up tree root by now. Yeah. yeah right. So I don't think we could tell on him either. Um, now, what Good observation are... though about the Christmas uh, decorations? That's, that's some in-depth shit right there. I thought we, yeah. I thought we dove into the fucking movie. <laughs> Maybe we should, this, we should have this. We should have this guy on. Yeah. Know, fuck, <laughs> um, Let's do it. Uh, I don't know whether or not they were. I don't know. It didn't affect the storyline in any way. I mean, they didn't like kill people on Christmas or anything. Uh, I mean, uh, if they killed people on Christmas, it would be called Christmas Ween. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. in, I, I mean, honestly, if I'm going to go with what Dan does when he just takes it. You know, we like to answer in the movie world, which is fun, but he, he he did take it out of the movie world with the actors playing the characters. So in reality, there's probably just uh, a lot of Jewish actors who auditioned <laughs> for uh, horror movies in the 80s. I mean, you know, what can I tell you? Get out of here. Right. All right. So anyway, <laughs> we got uh, what Thanks else? For the question, though. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you much. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, we've been asked about future retrospectives, and we did talk about it. Uh, I would like to do Evil Dead or possibly a Wrong Turn retrospective, and uh, what do you guys think about that? Definitely. I would like to second Evil Dead, uh, Wrong Turn. Uh, I don't know. I, I would rather do Evil Dead first. You'd rather do that? Yeah, Definitely. I like both ideas, Alex, and uh, we were talking the other day. We got something really fucking cool cooking for uh, for Halloween time. So, Well, it's nice that you guys know, and I don't. So, <laughs> well, we like to leave you out of the creative decisions. Yes. <laughs> Mike, you'll love it. Believe me. Now, Mike, I know you want to talk about something. My, you know, everyone knows that Mike has made a film or two. 30. 30, yes. 30 plus, actually. Yeah, we'll all remember that. Mike made a movie, you know, a lot of, you know, people in their horror podcast radio shows are are releasing their movies to, uh, you know, anybody who might be listening to the show. So Mike would like to do that, too, because this weekend, Mike. Saturday, to be exact. Yeah. This Saturday is a special for everybody. Mike's best movie he ever made is called Camp Out Nightmare 6. The Resurrection. The Resurrection. Yes, it took him six movies to get it right. And it took more than that, because he made about 12 other ones before that. Yeah, Mike goes for quantity, not quality. Yeah, but he, he actually hit a stride here of quality. And you all have to check it out. This is the big premiere, because believe it or not, in 15 years, nobody watched this. <laughs> well, some people have. About six or seven people. And now I'm remaking it, so... Yeah. Well, not this, but the whole thing. Yeah. The whole, yeah. So look for our, our channel. We'll post it on HorrorBid and uh, probably Horrorphilia if Jason allows it. 
Yeah. I think if he looks at it, he'll probably delete the post. He'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, you guys have to watch it. You, you all like you. You like Mike, don't you? Don't you want to see him acting? Don't you want to see how he gives direction? Don't you want to see his makeup effects and and his storylines and everything? And it's 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 unbelievable. I wrote and directed. I like how in every scene, dude. I like how in every scene. Don't like, give it away. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, yeah, so Mike sent this movie to me, and I thought it was good enough, but not great. So I cut out how many minutes, Mike? Well. The original cut was, uh, well, the director's cut is two hours and 11 minutes. Oh, Jesus. And you you cut it down to an hour and Fuck. 27 minutes. I cut it down to an hour and 27 minutes. And it's as tight as you're going to get. Uh, I also put the music in it, like the score, and I'm going to apologize now. I had nothing in the old uh, library, and I put a couple typical things in there, but if, if I were to do it now... I would have added that burp in there, and that would have been better. <laughs> but either way, if I were to do now, it would have been better. So please, guys, check it out. It's going to be on our YouTube channel, Camp Out Nightmare 6, from 1998. Yes, I was 18 years old. And he hasn't learned a damn thing in the last uh, 14 years either <laughs> about filmmaking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there you go. Please check that out. I've been watching Return of the Living Dead lately. I'm I'm at part three right now, and uh, yeah. can I, can I bring up a little issue about part three real, real quick? No. Or do we have to stick to these uh, <laughs> to these listener letters? We're here. We might as listener well listener letters. Yeah. Yeah. While we're here, we might as well talk about horror, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Talk about it. I I made it to part three. Now I don't know if you two if you guys know the what the cover looks like for part three. Yes. That chick, right? Okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it just me or looking at that your whole life? Did not did that not just scream this is a piece of shit? Yes. Okay. It no, it actually turned me on to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's par for the course. Okay. I mean, I like things that are in the same spirit as the original and it just didn't look it on any level. And in reality, the movie's not on in any way shape or form like the original at all. Okay. But I really think it's a good movie. Okay. There's a couple problems with it, though. Mm-hmm. For some weird reason. You know how it was such a big deal in the original? He's like, you have to hit the brain. I hit the fucking brain. You know, <laughs> like all that great shit about that. And, you know, basically the brain, the brain, the brain. Mm-hmm. There's no brain destroying in this entire movie and there are machine guns there's army people there's all this there's police nobody shoots anybody in the brain nobody no no one even knows how to kill anybody they they shoot them with a tranquilizer thing and then they come back to life and 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 they kill people in like five minutes fucking tranquilizers against zombies yeah okay i'll tell you why though it's because they evolved and now Shooting them in the brain does not kill them anymore. Get out of here. It could be, you know, it could be possible. There is such <laughs> a thing as that. Here. They didn't even well, try, though, Mike. Yeah, well, because they knew. They, they got the memo. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get it. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, that's, that's really all I wanted to say. It was a good movie, though. There's, you know, there's the problems with it, but it's good. It's good enough. It's a fun horror movie, so there you go. I'd, I'd like to check out that that whole series at one point in time so yeah and the second one 
the sec- you know, if we did a retrospective, of course, we'd go way far further into right. this. But the right, second right. one basically is it's a dumb idea and a real desperate attempt to make you like it by reusing two actors from the original. And they were tremendous in it. They were the best part of Return of the Living Dead, too. It doesn't say much. <laughs> the, the zombies looked horrible. The makeup was horrible. Uh, the storyline was all right. It was pretty suspenseful, pretty good. Those two, I don't know, man. They they really tried. And, and having them both in that movie, uh, mm-hmm. which is Tom Matthews and... Uh, James Karen. Yeah. Having them in the movie, they try to, like push it by going gee this all feels like a dream like this all happened to me before and they try to reference the first movie so that we're all on the same page like oh yeah i get it yeah we know you're the same actors and okay we won't hold it against you as long as you reference it but no it didn't save it it was still stupid yeah yeah it's just dumb idea so there you go that that movie's just like it's an okay movie to watch on like uh, a, a saturday afternoon uh and that's it and what about the third one that's a good one to watch around 7 p.m on saturday <laughs> drunk drunk both of them please all right oh, please okay. be drunk so mike now you had this interview yes i remember talking to you privately now what was yeah. this what was this movie for what's the name of it the movie is called dead season dead? it's a zombie film yeah yeah and and you didn't like it though i wasn't thrilled with it but that's only because i'm not a big zombie guy like i like George Romero's like Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. I like I love those movies. And Walking Dead I even enjoy. But this movie to me just seems like it's overkilling it. You know, like the zombie genre right now is is oversaturated. I think we yep. need to back off with the zombies just a little bit. Yep. I agree. Uh, that Mike. being said, anybody that that loves the the zombie genre will love this movie. You'll be in love with it. I didn't like it because I'm not a fan of the zombie films, and I think, you know, like I said. But uh, if you love it, if you know, if you love that type of stuff, you'll love this movie. So pick it up today. It's on DVD now, and check out my um, interview on Horrorbid. It's, uh, the guy's very insightful. I actually wish I would have had the opportunity to talk to him as opposed to just doing it through email. But you were too nervous. Now, yeah. Now let me ask you. Yeah, how, how do you interview somebody whose movie sucked? Like, <laughs> I you... was gonna ask you that question. <laughs> oh well, I already interviewed um, Bill Mosley, and we talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. That doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> I'm oh, buying you that Blu-ray on September 4th. That's gonna be your birthday present. No, thank you. It's showing Alex, up at don't your I house. recall seeing you like burn a copy of Halloween Six or something crazy? No, like Halloween that. Resurrection. Resurrection. If, <laughs> if he burned a copy of Halloween Six, I would disown him as a person. Dude, I don't even remember where I saw that. That was like my first introduction to Alex. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I started really it's laughing. I was like, That's and awesome. it was a burned copy too. It's not even like <laughs> see, Alex. It would be, you know. What? <laughs> It would be it would be more impactful, Alex, if you would have went out and spent the money. I'm trying to talk and you guys are laughing at me. Um, well, that's one hell of a statement. The guy stabs a burned copy. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah, you stabbed it. That's right. <laughs> no, I said, I said it was a burned copy. So if you did, so it would have been more of an impact if you would have actually went out and spent the money and bought the actual DVD and destroyed that. But since you burned a copy or, you know, you, you stabbed a copy, it's not as impactful. What about the part where I crumble up the, the paper that I printed out of the cover? Yeah. Wait, you nothing. printed that out? Yeah. Yeah. That means, that you means nothing. You fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I hate your movie. I'm going to burn it. I didn't even pay for it. I printed this shit out. I'm going to destroy a, a DVD. Where did box. I even see that, dude? I don't even remember where I fucking saw it was on that. YouTube. It, it was on YouTube. Okay. That, that poor DVD-R didn't do anything to you, Alex. Why'd you have to kill it? I, I said the franchise ends at H2O, and, uh... <clears throat> you see, now, if, if I had that movie, I might notice those uh, Hanukkah decorations in the attic. <laughs> I have Trick the movie. Movie. I'll, I'll watch it and see how it is in high def. Maybe in high def you can notice the Christmas presents. Yeah, maybe uh, you'll see a little, like, like uh, a, a, a box, oh. yeah, a box of, like, big bulbs or something. Yeah. So, so yeah, you wouldn't ask me, how do you interview him? Uh, gee, I don't know. I'd say, like, you know, what were you thinking? How do you really feel about this? Do you show your friends this movie that you just made? <laughs> did, did you, wait, but did you see, did you read the interview? I just read your questions. I didn't, and they were pretty, like, uh, it looked like you really didn't give a shit. Well, I'm not really good. See, I'm not the master question maker like you are, though, sir. No, I'm no man. Please. I'm just kidding, Mike. I really didn't even get to check it out. Probably not. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. We didn't read your interview. Yeah. Now, Mike, you being an a, uh, aspiring director, or director, excuse me. I am oh. a director, sir. I've, I've made 30 features as of late. <laughs> Actually, over 30. Wow. Over 30? Over 30. Wow. Now, did anybody make uh, burnt copies of that and print out fucking things for it? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Now, is it insightful to you when you ask those questions and get answers from, like, you know, indie filmmakers and stuff like that? Like, is it is it is it good for you? Was it good for you, Mike? <laughs> it was a good for you. <laughs> well, I got to say, his his answers were very inspiring to me. And okay. it made me want to pick up my camera and go out and shoot something, so to speak. I thought it made you want to shoot your parents for giving birth to you. No. <laughs> I, did, I did an interview with myself once. Come on. What does that mean? I, it means I did an interview with myself. You wrote questions for yourself and answered them? No, I just basically turned the camera on and I just uh, talked and to the who, camera. Who was clamoring for that video? Probably nobody, because I put it on a DVD that I of something that I did that nobody ever watched. Did you? Did you? Use actually, a you probably voice? have it, Alex. You actually have it. Oh, we, my, Dan, we have to pull some clips from there. Yeah, dude. it's it's on the uh, Jason's End uh, DVD. Oh, wait till people see that. You know, okay. Just so everybody knows, this show is going somewhere. Um, we yeah. have we're gonna get to a segment we think everybody might just might like. It's called your favorite horror movie villain. Besides the big four, meaning we dis we went through and we uh, picked who our top three favorite horror villains are besides Jason, Michael, Freddy, and Leatherface. Because, you know, everybody picks them. 
we're trying to get away from that. That, that to me, Dan, that's mm-hmm. like um, that's like horror one hundred and one. I mean, you know, the basics. You're right. Yeah, everybody loves that shit, and for good reason too. But we're trying to think out of the box here, which yeah. isn't something we normally do, but we try. Yeah, Dan's always in the box. Oh, but uh, he'll be here all night, folks. <laughs> Some people would think, you know, the horror basics are Dracula, Frankenstein, and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I think we're so far removed from that period that you can actually pick some of those people in your favorites, and that's okay. You know, yeah. I don't think that's the basics. As, uh, you know, the modern basics are those big four. So, let's do it. Daddy, can I have a buddy burger? No, honey, you've had too many already. Then I hate you, and I'm running away forever. Bonnie did run away into the path of a speeding truck. The moral is, have us scrape one off the grill so you don't have to scrape one off the street. Buddy, 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 burgers made with love. And lard! So this is your favorite horror movie villain besides anyone in the Big Four franchise. I want to start with one of our uh, interviews that we had, um, Bill Mosley, with uh, Otis Driftwood. I think it's a great character. Um, good, nice little, little I guess, arc, you would call, from the from the two movies, movies from House of a Thousand Corpses to uh, Devil's Rejects. I liked it a lot more, obviously, in Devil's Rejects. I think everybody can agree with that. But just everything about his character was creepy, dude. It reminded me a lot of Charles Manson, you know, that's... No, you know, no connection to what movie he's doing, but I think they picked him, we've talked about this before, I think they picked him for Charles Manson off of that role alone, you know? And it was just really, like, real, like, raw, just fucked up, and um, stuff like that really resonates, and that's when, you know, we think about horror villains and stuff like that. I'd say it even, stuff like that puts it above, like, a Jason or a, or, or a killer that doesn't have, you know... You know that doesn't have like a realism to it. Yeah, exactly. I think it. Yeah, the, those are such fake. You know, you know, you guys know what I mean by fake. Obviously, yeah. it, it, it's fucking made up. It's make believe. And when you put in an Otis Driftwood, when you know this could definitely, you know, definitely fucking happen, then that to me resonates a lot more. So definitely that character alone and uh it it was just really it just really got to me so i that's my first pick anyways okay that's a good pick i uh i agree with that not that it's in my top but i i see what you mean right right mike you have any feedback on that one he's all right i mean i i think i like my picks better but uh (laughs) well that's why they're yours mike right (laughs) (laughs) okay well mike let's hear uh let's hear your better picks go ahead Okay, well, you want the one, right? Just one for now. Okay. Christine. The car. What? The car. Hold on. Okay, actually, no, go ahead. ahead. It's a a valid pick, Dan. It's a valid pick. Now, is this running on leaded or uh, unleaded? (laughs) This is unleaded. Okay. Unleaded. But I'll tell you what, that that mofo is going to run you down. Mike, did you pick the car just so you could say that one line? No, I, I, I honestly, I love that movie. It's, it's one of my favorite Carpenter films. Okay, what do you like about the car? Just because it's, it's so menacing with that white over the red and all that stuff. And it's just, like, when it kills people, like that, um, 
Lee in the drive-in or, you know, when it choked her or whatever, like the doors lock and it gets all bright and he's like, <laughs> as she's like choking and dying. And it's like, this car was just, it's killing. It's like killing her. I love it. Dude. Okay. All right. And then with the, <clears throat> the fat kid in the alley, you know, when it's chasing him down and then all of a sudden just like crushes him. I love that. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to give my answer now. And uh, we also got a couple people called in and left yeah. their thoughts on their favorite. So we're going to play those in between uh, our three picks. Cool. Okay. My pick for favorite horror villain besides the majors is Sam White Moon, played by Holt McCallany. And he is the guy with the long hair from Creep Show 2. Okay. <laughs> oh fuck me running okay <clears throat> and christine was a bad pick okay i really like this guy because he was just a badass and he had some of the best lines in horror and really delivered on all of them i mean uh you know look his character was in an anthology meaning he didn't have the most amount of time yet his character was fully fleshed out by the time he met his demise, you know. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just really like how he treated his friends like absolute shit. And <laughs> I, I like how he wanted, like, he wasn't really willing to to work to get where he wanted to go, you know. And, and, and that's what I like about him, too. He had, he had dreams. He thought big time. He was going to go to Hollywood and get paid and laid. He was, he was going to be a star, man. And, uh, you know, so, so why work as a waiter in some dead-end town for peanuts so you could save up and get your start in L.A. when you could just uh, steal his people's belongings and do it all in one night? And, you know, he's, he's a smart guy. He did the right thing. And um, besides, besides, those owners of that store were old. Uh, they were probably going to die pretty soon anyway, and they probably would have hid that bag and it would have went to waste. So, Good point. Yeah. And, you know, and plus they would have never cashed those jewels or whatever else that was in there in because, uh, you know, they're too honorable. So he figured why let it go to waste, put them to some good use. Um, he, and he also showed he was a stand-up guy. I mean, even uh, he even told Fat Stuff that he wanted him to go to L.A. with him because, uh, fat stuff. you know, he said, uh, I got to have my slave with me wherever I go, man. Nope. So that was nice. Hmm. And uh, as far as the kills, they weren't really stellar. Just some buckshot to a couple stomachs. But um, in the end, he did warn them. He gave them the option of living or dying, trying to be a hero. And uh, so he's not all that bad. And, uh, yeah, so so for hmm. me, it's uh, Sam White Moon is my, uh, my, uh, one of my picks. for. That's actually a good pick, Alex. I didn't think you were going to pick that, but that's a good pick. Thanks. No problem, dude. I have one obscure. You know, that's my one obscure, and I have two kind of uh, more typical <clears throat> picks. So now we'll get to a voicemail left by. It, it turns out his name is not Matt Wazell. It's no, no, it's Matt Wessel. Uh, dude, that just shattered all my hopes and dreams. Yep, he said it himself, Matt Wessel. No shit. Yeah. So let's play that clip. Hey guys, Matt Wessel here. Uh, huge fan of the show. Uh, thanks for the recent shout out. Um, that was pretty awesome. Um, so, favorite horror villain? Um, there's so many to choose from, even outside of the, uh, the big four. But I'm going to go recent and say The Strangers from The Strangers. 
virtually a uh, goreless movie and almost a deathless movie too, but um, they're just so creepy and the movie is so atmospheric uh, with their masks and they're just fucking with the protagonist the whole time. So um, uh, I vote for them. In a close second, I would say uh, from the movie Inside, the French Bloom, uh, um, the uh, the villain is just goes by the woman, and she basically shows up on a pregnant lady's doorstep and starts attacking her. And this movie is filled to the brim with gore, tons of gore, tons of death, but she is scary as fuck. So uh, that's my second vote. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, Maybe a suggestion for the show, if Mike could do like a uh, sound effects segment, because uh, he just loves to do the sound effects every time, and I'm kind of into that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, or maybe how about a a uh, breast argument, because you guys are always going back and forth on breast size, so just do like a small segment, battle that out. I think we all know who would be victorious, though. So, anyways... Uh, Great job. Love the show. Smell you later. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Matt. And for the kind words, we appreciate that. So what do you guys think of that? The Strangers. I love that fucking movie, dude. Yeah, that was a great pick, Matt. I wouldn't have thought of that myself. But I actually thought really of good. that, dude. That was going to be on my list, but I, I, I decided to uh, ax it at the last minute. Great fucking pick, dude. Extremely menacing people in that movie. That's yeah. one of those movies where a lot of people talk about, but... You know, mainstream-wise, dude, it gets swept under the rug. But that is a fucking hell of a movie. Yeah, and I, I really love the way this guy thinks. Uh, I think that tit contest or that whole tit awards, whatever he wants to go with that, I think it's a great idea. We're doing I'll it, do. and we can have Matt on for that show. Yeah, right? We should. We should that makes sense. It would. We yeah. need his input on the boobs. Yeah, yes. so, Matt, that's an open invitation. And yes. if you, you don't come on, you're going to make us look really stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and Mike, what about your sound effects show? Oh, well, of course. I'd be totally open to doing that because, you know, I love uh, all that stuff. That That's very fun. Okay, we'll record a whole segment, and I promise to hit the record button. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Why would you do that sound effect? I don't know. I just figured I'd throw it in there. Yeah, Matt, you should not be encouraging this, by the way. Yeah, I'm blaming Please Matt don't. now. <laughs> At this point, he's bringing down the show. Okay, now. Number two pick from Dan Chase. Okay, Alex, thank you. My number two pick. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite movies, kind of another movie. It's kind of swept under the rug, but I know a lot of people love it. Mick from Wolf Creek. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that. Film. What do you mean, uh? Horrible movie, dude. What? Wait, hold on. Are you serious, Mike? I went to the theater to see it. I could not so stand did I. it. You, why, I couldn't why couldn't stand, you stand it? Because it. it just seemed like it was like a torture porn type movie. And I was like, eh, yawn, gasp and yawn. I'm like, and you know, in Dimension, right. I think the Weinsteins were involved with it. Um, okay. And that's one of their mistakes, I feel. Well, first of all, dude, it was based on true events, first of all, man. Like, that yeah. shit really fucking happened in the Outback. Like, and that's the thing, though. Like, you, you talk about torture porn, dude. Well, right. <laughs> 
That's the real fucking shit that goes on in this world. Like, that sick fucking shit. That right, scene right. where he severs her spine, dude, like, right. head on a stick. Like, that is... Yeah, that was good. Dude. That was really that was good. One, dude, that stuck in my head for over a year. I couldn't get it out of my head. I was so fucking destroyed by that one scene. And, dude, horror movies, they don't make me feel that way all the time. Like, most of the right. time, it's entertainment. But this one really fucking got to me same thing with the bill mosley thing it's like or i'm sorry otis driftwood Mm -hmm. these are characters that fucking get under your skin and stay with you when you're not even watching the movie you think what the fuck like that is fucked up shit and and that's the thing like when you look back throughout you know throughout time and the history of horror films and stuff like that you gotta look at 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 that kind of that kind of mark that it has on you. I mean, I th- I put a lot of stock into that shit, you know? If I'm thinking about a horror villain month, you know, a couple months after I fucking saw the movie, I mean, and it resonates that much, it, right. hey, that's right. why it makes my list, so, yeah. Oh, I should give it another, maybe I should give it another watch. It's that. really good, dude. Yeah, it's pretty yep. good. I like that pick. Yep. Michael J. Belial from Basket Case. Okay. Nobody suspects a Siamese twin in a wicker basket. Do you remember the scene where he's in the apartment and he's trashing it? And you don't, you know, when you can tell it's like total claymation. Yeah, "Ah, ah, ah." Yeah, it's all stop motion. I love that. That's my favorite. And it looks even better on Blu-ray. Well, here's what I want to say to you about him. How do you feel about the progression of his character in the sequels? Well, let's put it this way. The second one, he gets a woman, and he makes sweet love to her. So, I, I got to tell you, I felt, I felt for him there. And I really, you know, I, I love that. And then when she was killed, I think that, was that the second or the third that she was killed? I don't remember. But I know that she was killed, and I think some of his children were killed, because in the third one, he had the children. That just broke my heart. And I really felt for him as a character and then at the end of the third one when he was in that alien type thing that like ripley was you know from aliens he was in that type of machine mm-hmm. i that was awesome that was amazing it's like it's like robo belial <laughs> but uh the girl he had sex with were her tits flat enough that you would hop on that or no uh they were yeah they were doable i could deal with that you would have sex with her, okay? Yeah, why? Just for the record, everybody, you heard that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other thoughts on Belial? No, just he's awesome, and I, I love him very. What about much. his kills? How, do you like his? Well, I, I just I love how like especially in the original, like when people open the basket and he like just jumps out, and he, I love that. That's amazing to me. Now you you like his element of surprise? I take it. Yeah. Oh. You're a big. I'll tell you, you scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Hmm. Right. I wouldn't I couldn't look at him for the longest time. Now, are you sure you're just not partial to the new jogger scene? Uh, that's a tough one, but I got to say no. That's hmm. not why I like Blyle cuz he hangs out with people that do that. <laughs> no. Well, see, he's got that that gentleman had too much man bush. I don't like man bush that much. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh Dan, <laughs> what do you what do you think about this bizarre pick? I like that transition, Alex. Um <laughs> It's a good pick. Uh, you were saying how it scared you. Better than Christine, Dan? Yes, I do. Okay, good. I really do. Christine, I mean, dude, I don't know. Like, movies like that, it's like, 
you know, you think horror villains, like, I just don't think of a car. Like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mm. I don't know. It's just, uh, maybe I'm thinking differently here, but I'm just thinking of people that have made their, their mark and, and memorable horror villains that, that, that get under my skin. And like I said, Christine just doesn't do it for me. See, I mean, I just, I see Christine, dude, I want to ride in that shit. Mm. Right. But yeah, no, it's a good pick, dude. Basket case, yeah. You you actually turned me on to that movie. Remember? Remember you had you uh, sent oh, that? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. you are I correct, like that, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. So that's another one where I saw recently, and I really liked. And a lot of those eighty movie eighties movies I don't like. You know, at, like watching that without the nostalgic aspect of it or whatever. Yeah, but I did like that one. It was fun. It was cool. I was like twelve beers deep, but yeah, it was cool. <laughs> we should get into that one day about how eighties movies. Um, if the nostalgia of watching them when you were a kid <clears throat> makes it a better experience today, then it could be if you just was introduced to it today. Right. You know, right. I, I mean, obviously the answer is yes, but, no. but it, uh, quality wise, if it's good, it's just good. Maybe right. you don't need the nostalgia to really put to a nine or a 10 in your rating, you know? Yeah, sometimes you're just lucky and you happen to have the nostalgic feel that goes along with, with a great character or a great movie or, you know, whatever. Right. Worth whatever thinking. it may be. Yeah. So that's a good choice, Mike. Okay. Thank you, sir. Mine is Lawrence Talbot, better known as the Wolfman. Uh, when played by Lon Chaney Jr., uh, uh, Lawrence Talbot has depths that not many can understand. Uh, I think I usually, which seems logical to me, I love characters... I relate to the most and even more so um, it comes into play when I relate to the actor who brought that character to life right I don't think there's a person in horror I relate to more than Lon Chaney Jr. I mean our lives and personalities have such parallels and you know but here's the thing even learning those things did not make me connect with him or his character as Lon uh, Lawrence Talbot anymore that that connection took place long before I knew anything about him, and I think that only goes to show you that the connection is there, and you don't know why a lot of times. Right. And only yep. only learning about more about a person does it all begin to make sense to you. Alex, let me ask you a question. Now, diving into it and looking into those type of things, do you think it kind of ruins it, or if you just kind of leave it be, it kind of it kind of keeps its 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 feel. The character is done. It's finished. There's no changing it. I mean, you know, the Wolfman was 80 years ago, and and right. there's nothing to change. There's no there's no tainting it. So learning about the actor, I think if you love somebody enough, you give them a pass, no matter what they did. Agreed. Yep. You know, like if people absolutely like look at look at like football. Michael Vick like took dogs by their legs and smashed them against concrete, drowned them, hung them, shot them. And nobody cares as long as he throws a touchdown and your team wins. Yeah, I care. Hey, me too, I care. Yeah. But, but most, I mean, I don't even want to say most, but I know. No, I know, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, a lot of people yep. don't. And he's he's still making the covers of video games. He's still, yeah. they're making like this is, oh, well, he's, you know, better now. So I think people are really willing to give people a pass no matter what. So discovering a lot about the actor, um, I think, I don't know, it's usually helped me. Mm-hmm. It's usually been a positive. Yep. So I, see, I would same with me, dude. Yeah. It, see, same with me. But the thing is, it's it. The more you look into it, sometimes you're you're almost setting yourself up for disappointment. But 
if you look into it and then you find out stuff that that really attracts you even more stuff you didn't know about the the actor or the movie that's what sets me over the fucking puts me over the moon with with some of these horror movies and and a lot of movies in general is listening to commentaries you know watching behind the scenes like that's almost half the fun of it you know and, yeah, and the movie yeah. the movie itself is one thing but then you watch all the special features you 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 really dive into that shit you get a whole new fucking view and and a lot of the times a whole new respect for it think of it with bill mosley i mean that interview we did with him Look what! Look how much more we like him. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And and all everybody we interviewed, I like them more now. Unless I really haven't had a bad experience. So. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right, dude. It's just um, it, it's it's a cool way to think about it, though. You know, it, it's a cool way to dive into to all that stuff. It's yeah. like a lot of people don't talk about it a lot, but I think those are the main factors in people liking or disliking movies. So I just yeah. want to make that point. Yeah. Biatch. Well, well, as far as uh. You know his, even even his motives as as a character and the parallels of his real life. I mean, the same way drinking had a hold over Lon Chaney Jr., the curse of the werewolf had a hold over him. And most times, with both of those things, you reluctantly hurt the people you love most. So that's like another parallel in his life, right. and all that comes through. Uh, of course, he has father issues. I think. I mean, most people know that his father was uh, an actor, the man of a thousand faces, Lon Chaney Sr. Uh, most notably known for the uh, Hunchback in Notre Dame. And his father didn't really approve of him getting into acting. And uh, Lon Chaney Jr. actually had to wait till his father died to even pursue his dreams and to do what he knew he was meant to do. And that has a lot of parallels with my own life. I mean, I have a lot of father issues that stem from age 17 to 30, you know? I mean, things have gotten better now, but... Those things really shape who we are today, you know? Oh, fuck yeah. But as more for the horrific side of the character, the kills weren't spectacular exactly. I mean, he basically jumped at people, choked and bit their throats. It, It was 1941, and not much was happening really in terms of gore and action, but... I just didn't seem, it didn't seem to matter to me. Um, it added more mystique, really, right. to it all. Um, I love his interactions with the other characters. He was always like, uh, he, he was a good guy. He was good to people unless you crossed him or he, you know, of course, when he, he grows impatient, usually that's because people promised a cure for the werewolf thing and, uh, you know, he started flipping out on them. And uh, he didn't take shit from anybody, and he he spoke whatever was on his mind, and didn't care who was around or what they thought about it. And that's most notab- notably in Frankenstein meets the Wolfman when um, all those people are singing, and he starts just screaming at everybody. That that was just great. I love that. Um, unfortunately, the character of Lawrence Talbot wasn't fully utilized in all the later sequels. Like, when you get to House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, he really becomes like a prop piece. Right. They, they, they just kind of repeat his motives from Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, and what they could have done is never really fully realized until Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. It's like, you know, now the fun begins. Now, you know, in that right. final portrayal with that character, he actually tries to stop Dracula from reviving the Frankenstein monster. And Alex, to me, though... It, you got to look at the time, and for horror 
at that time, dude, like it gets a pass. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. They were still, you know what I mean? Like, look at man, they were they were the originators. So you look back at it and you can you can nitpick or whatever, but you know, hey, they had no template, so they get a pass. Yeah, and and that's what makes us, dude. Those movies are still living on today. It makes it great. It uh, it's it's just amazing, and just even the lack of depth in the stories and um character uh goals and things like that even with that just looking at these guys their presence the music the atmosphere it just pulls it through anyway but yeah so uh it was just a really honest performance and i think that uh that brought this character of lawrence talbot to depths beyond what anyone expected i'm sure and uh i i relate to them on every facet so i can't wait to get into these movies too eventually um, go over these because I haven't seen them front to back. Ninety nine percent of those old movies, and you being the uh, big fan that you are of them, Alex, I'd love to see the parallels of somebody just going into it, seeing them in two thousand twelve, and then you know, yeah, and then your perspective on it. So yeah, yep. All right. Well, we got another entry in the voicemail. So this one's from Mike Leonard, and here we go. Hey guys, uh, I have a vote for the best villain not in the major four franchises, I would have to say Alien. It is my favorite horror movie of all time. I watch it all the time. But if we were going with a human, I would say Victor Crowley. I know nobody would... A lot of people would give me crap for that, but that's who I like, and I've seen it a lot and can't wait for Hatchet 3. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, well, what do you think of Mike's answer of Victor Crowley? I uh, give it to you, Mike, with Victor Crowley on um, Hatchet uh, 1, but not Hatchet 2. <laughs> Alien I agree with, though. Alien's good stuff. i never seen any Alien. I don't know why. They just look so boring. Don't know why I can't watch it. The man doesn't know good horror or sci-fi, whichever you want to classify it as. Wait, you've never seen it till the end, Alex? N- nothing. Oh, dude, you asshole! You got. You need to get the Blu-ray yeah. set, man. It was thirty dollars on sale at Amazon. You should have got it. It's cheap. And dude, I'm not into like the big sci-fi shit either. But dude, that is straight up horror, dude. Like the sequels after it, it, it goes astray. I, and what I no, mean by Aliens was good, Dan. Oh no, I'm not saying that, dude. That's what I'm saying. They were all for Aliens is, is a lot of times considered the better film, right. but. I'm talking straight up horror. I mean, like, dude, they use a lot of classic horror, quote unquote, tricks in that movie. It's fucking great. And Alex, you know what's funny about that, dude? I thought the same thing. I was so resistant against Alien for the longest fucking time, dude. And then I checked it out and I was like, no fucking shit. That last scene, dude, unbelievable. Don't give oh, yeah. it away because he's got to watch it. Oh, I'm not giving shit away. Dude, you have to see it, though. I, I, I recommend it. Should I watch the prequel first? Fuck no. No. No? Okay. No. That's coming out in October, by the way. October 9th, I believe. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, Victor Crowley. Yeah, I'm I'm glad Mike likes him and everybody has an opinion. I just think uh, Hatchet 2 is one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, So I can't really, like, say that the character... I mean, obviously the character didn't pull that movie through uh, for me. 
but see that's the thing dude that's your favorite that's fucking great you know it is what it is we're, we're talking about our favorites talk about yours everybody likes different shit hey it is what it is yeah and i don't think anyone else is picking sam white moon <laughs> yeah you're the only motherfucker on the planet yeah so we're in the same boat there mike don't feel bad right danny boy what is your yes. final pick for your favorite horror villain besides the big four all right two words jack torrance Mm-hmm. Ah. I had to go there, man. I know it's kind of obvious, but fuck. I mean, do I even have to say anything about this? I mean, come on. Yeah, guys. we have a show to do. Okay, fine. Here's <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> you know, they're talking about a prequel now, which I don't think would work at all. A sequel would. A sequel would definitely work. I heard the we'll Steam get into that in the news. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. I don't know how the fuck they would do a prequel. I mean, I, I, I guess I know how they would do it, but I don't think it would work. I think The Shining is just one of the fucking greatest movies I've ever seen. So, And just, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying anything fucking new here, but just his fucking descent into madness, dude. I mean, that, that scene at the bar and then the scene where she finds, you know, the, uh, the typewriter, what's on the, what's on the page. I mean, come on. That is some of the best fucking shit I've ever seen. And it made an awesome Simpsons Treehouse of Horror special. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. One of my favorites. <laughs> no beer and no TV make Homer something something. Go crazy? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Dude, we should do an episode on, on the Treehouse of Horror fucking... God. Oh, we have to. How that we brings have back to. memories. Dan, me and Mike thought that was a great idea. We did a Treehouse of Horror episode on Blog Talk. Oh, no. It was probably the most excruciating thing we've ever tried. Look, we weren't as seasoned as we are now. Look. <laughs> but it was just, it was an abomination of a show. That's because yeah, I wasn't involved happen. with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. I bet it would be better with Dan. And I bet if, I if, if we just picked, like, our top ten favorite ones each... Well, it'd be right. a long ass show, but uh, you probably felt like shit anyways because you were on blog talk. Blog talk, <laughs> exactly. What the fuck? Oh. All right, so Jack Torrance, do you have any? Uh... Just dude, just just the whole. I mean, you know, they got a lot of shit going on in that movie. Obviously, with the telekinesis or or not. Oh the yeah, The Shining. The Shining. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the shi- the, the Shining. The Shining. And uh... <laughs> do you want to get sued? <laughs> so um i just think it's fucking brilliant dude you know it's um uh jack nicholson is is such a good actor man he he fucking rips it every time and i mean you know you look at all his characters and stuff like that and you can go back to the joker you can go back to a lot of different ones and that's probably his best to date um dude i don't even know like i can point out See, I feel like I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here because you know the scene where he breaks through the fucking the hey, door, the bathroom door. Yeah, I mean that's one of the fucking best things ever. And then even that last scene, dude. Like he, it's not even it's just his fucking face when he freezes and, and it just fucking holds on his face for a second there, dude. When I was a kid, that scared the living shit out of me. And and still to this day, dude, The Shining just every time I watch, dude, in my mind I go to that 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 place dude i go to the place where i was a little kid again and i still fucking get freaked out by it i mean not not to the point where i'm fucking hiding under the covers or anything like that but in my mind dude i remember feeling 
that fear as a kid watching that movie. Just, I mean, you look at that whole movie in general, dude, the fucking blood coming out of the elevator. Just everything was so creepy about that. But I think the bar scene, dude, because I know it's nothing, like, horrific or anything, but it just shows how fucking crazy the dude was. Or, or you know, how haunted the hotel was and, and or both. And uh, The blood usually gets off at the second floor. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, see, that's the thing, too. I was going to say that. I, I don't even know if it's his performance alone or his performance in the movie and just the feel of, of fucking Kubrick, Kubrick's movies, dude. Right. I, I think it's everything. But, you know, I mean, I, I had to pick something. I can't just, you know, pick yeah. the whole fucking movie, obviously. So, But one of the, one of the greatest horror, horror performances, I think, to date. Okay. Well, uh, for my personal opinion, Mike knows this. Mm-hmm. I despise the movie. Do you? I, You're insane. I cannot. It, it It's mind-numbingly dull to me. It just doesn't go anywhere. Like, yeah. if you forwarded it and yeah. let me watch the last 20 minutes, I'd probably really like it. And I know this sounds bad, but look, don't think I'm one of those ADD people. I, You know, people think Halloween's boring, and I could sit through every second of that. I think it's great. Um, and a lot of people would only like those last 15 minutes, but this is on another level of slow to me uh-huh. yep. and it's just too slow for me. It almost is, uh, I have other movies to reference, but they're so obscure. I mean, there's no point, but, mm-hmm. um, it's just on that level of just too slow for me, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I do like that character. So I do agree with that. I just wish it, the movie was a little quicker. Mm-hmm. And got to the point faster. I don't know if it was all needed, but maybe it was. What do I know? I'm no critic, so. Well, yeah, no, that movie just totally fucked with me. And then I watched it on acid one time, and then it really fucking blew my mind. Oh, there you go. Wow. Yep, that does it. Now, now I'm scared to ask this next question. Mike, what is your final favorite? Well, do you, can I give my two <laughs> honorable mentions real quick? And sure. then I'll give my final? Sure, Mike had five. Second honorable mention is... Uh, church from Pet Cemetery. The cat. Yes. First honorable mention is the tractor trailer from Pet Cemetery that took out Gage. What the fuck? Okay. Do I get a drum roll for my pick? My favorite horror villain aside from the big four of all time, is piranhas. Oh, come on, dude. I just love and, those little fishies. <laughs> and that, that's exactly right. The fishes again. Really, dude? And not just the ones from the remakes. I'm talking about the 1978 original, the 1981 sequel directed by James Cameron, and the 2010 remake and the 2011 sequel to the remake. All of them. I love them all. This is like an obsession. I think if Mike could choose his death, he would. Uh, I think he'd be Piranha shit in two weeks. <laughs> because you don't understand. If you guys watch Piranha from '78, the original, like the little noise that they make when the piranhas come up, it's like, <laughs> like they play that as the piranhas are like encroaching on a person, and like as they're biting him, it's like, yeah, ah. Oh, dude, speaking of that, Mike, there were two fucking shark attacks in the past, like, two weeks, dude, around Cape Cod where I live. Two shark attacks. Dude. Right, but they're sharks. Sharks aren't interesting. 
If it if it was piranha, I'd be more interested. It doesn't deter me from going into the ocean, though. I'll tell you that. No, no, not at all. Well, you're on drugs. I think Dan's too busy getting stoned under the boardwalk to be swimming. That's why he keeps surviving. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that goes without saying. But yeah, dude, no, that's so crazy to me though. And I think they were tagged too, which doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you're tagging sharks, shouldn't you be keeping an eye on them? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But exactly. Uh, sorry, I just wanted to mention that. So that's your answer, Mike? Fishes. Yes, yep. fishes. That's your Fish. favorite horror villain ever. Huh, okay. I, I love those things, yeah. Can I do an honorable mention too, Mike, Alex? Yeah, sure. All right, because it doesn't really fit in, and, and I think you guys know why. Ghostface. I know why, right? Right, because it's played by different characters every time. But at the same time, dude, it's still the same shit in all the movies, from movie to movie. Same, I think, even actor that plays in the fucking thing. Same voice, same type of delivery in each one. So it's tough, though. It's tough because we're talking a villain, and really that's not one villain. But it's it's a consistency throughout the series. And, you know, same costume, you know, same weapon, same same fucking creepy Roger ja- Roger Jackson voice. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like I like I like the scream guy. I think that was a really great idea, very original, and it really refreshed horror. Of unfortunately, uh, what came out of those movies wasn't the greatest thing for horror. The um, you know squeaky clean horror movies with all the famous people in them. But yeah, it is what it is. That's with anything though in horror, dude. They just fucking they get a good idea and then it gets exploited and yep. fucking. Gets beaten to death. They run with it, and I'll tell you this though: um, the thing I do appreciate, the like the philosophy of it all, is that at least it went somewhere. Right. So I'm gonna give it a pass. That's what horror was in the '90s. Fine. Yep. That's fine. Yep. At least we got some good movies out of it. You know, uh, I, I I like H2O. I like um, Scream, Scream Two, and so on. Not everything, but I think there was some good come out of it. So. Yep. Absolutely. All right, well, my final pick, and this is also my number one, is uh, pretty obvious to anyone who knows me, Norman Bates. Yes, sir. I knew that was coming. Yep, saw that one a mile away. Yes, played by Anthony Perkins, of course, not (laughs) freaking... Uh, Why'd you even say that? He's not even worthy of fucking being brought up in this conversation okay i'm gonna go ahead and make that play backwards so nobody even knows who we just said (laughs) okay (laughs) uh anyway i remember the old joke about me on the show when uh it was (laughs) it was it was said that i drove around in my car at night listening to the the one that said it (laughs) i know I, i just thought it was a good conversation piece well, it's not a joke then. It's real. Yeah, that I drive around at night listening to the soundtrack for Psycho 3, and I would fall in and out of moments where I felt like I was uh, my own Norman Bates, if you will. Uh, okay, so it, it's funny, because this character was played so well by Anthony Perkins that he got typecast after that point. And the funny thing is, Anthony doesn't play Norman like he's crazy. Right. He, like, the character is right. played like a normal guy when he's not killing people. He's not like, <laughs> Cabin One, mm. okay, <laughs> have a good night. You know, it ain't, like, all weird like that, you know, like it would have been in the 60s, I guess, if they were going there. Um, and and this is a, a great example of there was no separation between character and actor when that camera was rolling. Like, when that camera was rolling, forget the battle of Mother and Norman. 
Right. Anthony Perkins no longer existed when, nope. when, when that when those scenes were getting filmed. Um, Perkins was Bates, and I haven't seen anything like it since Lugosi as Dracula. Really? You think so? They are those people when those cameras are on. I think I agree with you, man. You're yeah. right. Yep. Like, th- there's no hint of an actor acting in either of those roles. It's just, that's that. Whatever that is, that's what it is. Um, just like Lon Chaney Jr., he's, he's another um, actor whose life truly paralleled the character to the point where it was, it was almost as if the actor was born to play the role, I feel. Like, uh, you could take right. that into account that Norman Bates had a secret that would destroy him. You know, uh, he's a killer, or in his mind it was his mom, but he has to cover for her. And Anthony Perkins had a secret that would destroy him. Being a, a bisexual guy in the 50s and 60s was not nearly as accepted as it would be today. And um, both actor and character lived in fear of getting caught, basically. And uh, so that, that parallel a lot. And then you have... Um, his motives are pretty fleshed out. I think it's it's basically uh, like an unstoppable mechanism in his mind. When you think of like other killers, as the sequels go on and on, you don't you begin to wonder like why they're even killing people anymore? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. the motive gets pretty weak as the sequels go on, and here it's just it is what it is, and it never goes away. Um, they become a character character. I can't say the word. You guys know what I'm talking. Caricature or a parody of themselves. Oh. Exactly, yeah. Now, Alex, can I ask you a question now, dude? Yeah. All right. First of all, are you excited for the new Psycho movie coming out? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's not it's not a Psycho movie, but... Well, okay. Now, now, with that said, do you think they'll dive into what exactly what you just said about Anthony Perkins' life, Perkins' life, and stuff like that? Because, dude, to me, that's more intriguing. And I saw a picture of... Um, Anthony Hopkins as uh, yeah as Hitchcock. Holy shit, dude! He looks exactly like him. I think this is gonna be huge, dude. And we've talked about this before. This is only the, the only logical way you can really go. But I think it's great. But do do you know what I mean though? Do you think they'll dive into the parallel between his character and his personal life in it? Because I, I mean, obviously they're gonna get into. It, but that that was a pretty pretty known thing after a while i mean a lot of people know that 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 are big into the psycho movies and stuff like that so right. i'm curious dude i wonder where they're gonna go with it i'm sure they'll touch on it at the very least but yeah uh, yeah i'm just curious I, I don't know i just thought i'd bring that up I no that's no it's a good point i just don't know because i don't know yeah. the exact uh i don't know what they're trying to get out of making that movie so i couldn't right. tell you you know what i mean i don't know where they're going with it right, so, right. i don't know yep. yeah uh, i get a question for you now alex mm-hmm. what happens if now, that Hitchcock movie, let's say it comes out, and we know it's going to be good. It'll be successful. What do you think now if Universal decides to take Scarlett Johansson and the dude that's playing Anthony Perkins and Jessica Biel and the other people and remake Psycho with those people? I'll support that. You know, I mean, there's nowhere else. We talked about psycho five already at the end of the movie you hear a baby screaming and it's very 80s so that it'll probably not happen but you know obviously son of son of norman bates um and me and you mike we wrote a whole treatment for that already we have like the first five scenes fleshed out and and it's (laughs) pretty good dude i would like to read it one day on the show but the thing is i want people to keep listening yeah (laughs) you fucking dorks (laughs) dude it's actually a very good Dude. No, we were going to film it. Yeah, I had... Alex was going to play Andrew Bates, Norman's son. Yeah. And um, we had somebody picked out already to play his caseworker. It was was actually really cool. 
Yeah, it was very good. Cool. Send that to me so I can make fun of it. Yeah, Dan actually read my Friday Thirteenth script and he liked it. So yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. Rock on. Written by the same guy. So yeah. with also with with Mike though, he's also involved. So I yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, for his killing, I mean, um, it was very real. They kept it pretty real. Uh, he didn't stab people with a pole and throw them 60 feet across a cornfield. So, uh, mm. you know, that's I like that stuff when things are real. I think the sequels is what really locks it in for me, uh, as him is my favorite horror villain ever. Uh, by this time, it's 22 years past, and um, I feel like I know the character more than ever. And... You really do, Alex. You're fucking insane with this shit, dude. You make so many good points, bro, that I would never even think of. Thanks. He doesn't look the same, doesn't talk the same. His voice has completely changed. His his character is completely different, but it's still captivating. It still makes sense. Whenever there's a whenever there's a sequels, what sells it to me is if the progression of the character makes sense, and it absolutely did. Uh, you're just as invested as you were in the first one. You care even more this time around, I think, and that's a great feat, in my opinion. When the psych, you know, when the sequels do that to you. Yep. And the fact that Psycho is so low in the majority of horror fans' top franchises list really makes me feel like it's mine. I mean, most people don't even know that they made Psycho two and three. You know, most horror fans who do know that probably saw them once, maybe twice, and couldn't really tell you anything about them. When someone isn't spread as thin as the big four or even other popular ones, um, it really makes it feel like it's it's your own, in my opinion. And that's that's what it does to me. Um, I love the character development. Um, I loved part three as my favorite one. So as you keep going, and it just goes on and on, great movie after great movie, that's another, that's a selling point. Yep. Uh, so it's just, it's just perfect. Part three was a, a real deep look into the mind of Norman, and I connected on every level with it and that's my favorite horror movie ever made and dude so. you pretty much sold me on those sequels too alex because i was that pretty much that person dude who yeah i saw them but it's like i didn't really actually watch them watch them until you brought up points and where you know i had to go back and watch it and then it's uh it's definitely up there dude and you're right it doesn't get the respect it deserves i mean people know about it but like you said dude ask them anything about the sequels and the majority of horror fans won't won't know well a lot of them wouldn't know. A lot of people we know would, but yeah. Yeah, they might just say, yeah, yeah, he hit that lady in the back of the head with a shovel. I remember that. And that's it. Like, and you couldn't say anything else. And, and, and that's the other thing. Like, it's weird because as much as in part two you wanted to protect Norman from Mary and Lila Crane, when he smashed Mrs. Spool in the back of the head and turned on that uh, Bates Motel sign, you were so happy to see that, that Norman was back to normal, which is crazy. Yeah, that right. was that was awesome too. When he was like, "You sure you want to have a sandwich?" Pardon? Yeah, and it, it it's crazy because you're not supposed you want you want to protect him from what they're doing. No, no, don't don't make him crazy. Don't make him crazy. But at the same time, as soon as he's crazy again, yes, yep. part three, baby, let's go. Hit that motel sign. Let's do part three. Let's go. You know, it's that cool. Like it's he just has that. He has that and. It's an undeniable draw to me. Uh, so that's that. I don't want to go on too long. Well, I just think villain's a more interesting period. I mean, and then for you to actually side with the villain and you know you're not supposed to, like, look at, you know, Psycho, Devil's Rejects. Oh, you know, yeah, I can go on forever with, with, with examples. With right, it, but, right. you know, like, just just that mindset alone 
I think it is fucking a great angle. It's a great way to go about a movie. You know, it's like this, these people were fucking killing people, but yet we feel for them. And we, we've brought up these, these points before, but yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So there you have it. And we got one more voicemail. This one is from our good buddy, Jason Lloyd from Horrorphilia. Yeah. And we are on his podcast network. We should have got Justin a call too. Damn. That would have been nice to get everybody on there. Uh, What's up, Alex, Mike, Dan? This is Jason, editor of Horophilia.com. Just wanted to call and throw my two cents in. Uh, Y'all took all the major ones, man. Uh, Jason's my boy. Uh, That's who I would have picked, of course. But since you took that out, I had to think long and hard, man. There are not too many major villains of major franchises, at least. So I wasn't going to pick like a leprechaun or some bullshit like that. So the pick I got... You're going to love here. It's the fisherman from I Knew What You Did Last Summer. And uh, I scratch that. I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, I'm going to pick one from uh, Jeepers Creepers, The Creeper. I'm not a huge fan of those two movies, but I think The Creeper is pretty fucking badass. Uh, you know, he's part creature, part man, all badass. You can knock his head off, grows another, fly, and he's evil looking. Um, I think he's just a badass character. and mythology and shit they built up around them. I think with a better director, they probably could be two better movies. Not that I hate them, I just don't think they're all they could be. But anyway, I do think The Creeper is pretty badass, especially in part two when he's in the field with the scarecrow. He's up there as a scarecrow. That's just awesome. Uh, that was all I got. Y'all keep on kicking ass, and y'all need to make fun of my Mike Leonard's voicemail if he left it. He left it as shitty as he made it sound like he left it. Y'all need to rip into him. He, he deserves it. All right, guys. Keep it keep it going. Later. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jason. Thanks for calling in. And uh, thank you for the nice words and your support of the show. And keep kicking ass yourself on Horophilia. So there you go. The Jeepers Creeper Creeper. Say that five times. The Jeepers, no, I said it wrong to begin with. The Jeepers <laughs> Creepers Creeper. The Jeepers Creepers Creeper. There you go. Uh, so what do you think about that pick? Um, dude, I think that's a great pick. I, I love those two movies. I think they're fucking awesome. They're not like the greatest movies ever made, but there's certain scenes in those movies where you're like, holy fuck, this is great. Like, um, I think I've said this before. I can't remember if it was um, recently or not, but... That scene where he's dumping the body down the pipe, and he and the car is going by in the first movie, and he just fucking stares them down as they go by. They're one of the creepiest scenes, and and I think, you know, in the last what fifteen years, whatever, whenever that movie was made. All right, you know what's weird about me? Everything. Besides everything, <laughs> I remember being in the theater. I remember exactly where I was sitting and watching this movie. I was so into it until I found out that this thing was not human. Yep. Yep. Isn't that weird? Like, I think if I recall, he was in the middle of the road and his jacket had wings under it or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I was so turned off to it. And I was like, this just isn't the same. I don't know. And I just didn't care anymore. And then uh, a couple years later, I saw part two on like uh, t- you know Spike TV or something. And I really I really liked part two. And by that time, I got over the fact that it is what it is. And it was I, I liked part two pretty 
uh, pretty much. I don't know. It's okay. But, part two, there's not a lot of character development. There's just a lot of people getting picked off. Like, there's, there's one part where, like, the whole movie, you know, these people are trying to survive. And then right at the end, you see people getting picked off. And you don't know what happens to these people. They just disappear. It's like, the fuck's going on here? Now, that's just kind of nitpicking. But I do like that movie. It's fun. The, uh, the bus driver lady, she was fucking classic, dude. Do you remember her? That was a great character. I don't remember her now. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. And um <laughs> there was um there was a yeah, like he said, the fucking uh the cornfield scene was great, dude. I thought that was a great um opening to the movie. And Ray Weiss in that movie, I talked about poor char- character development for all the students on the bus, but Ray Weiss's character, he fucking killed it. And I like the ending to that movie too, where they kinda just um left it open open ended, you know? Right. Hopefully they'll make a third one with um with Gina Phillips. Uh huh. No, they are no, they are gonna make a Jeepers Creepers three. It's in it's in devel- it's been in development for a few yeah. years. Yeah, it's but, been uh, pretty stale for a few years too though. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to see it, dude. I, I think it would be good, especially if they bring back uh, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. Well thanks Jason yeah. for calling in. And that there you have it. So there's your well, there's our nine favorite horror villains besides Freddy, Jason, Michael and Leatherface and we will be back with the news and we're going to wrap things up in just a minute she tried to kill them but she got her head chopped off by one of them wide masks and butcher knives on Halloween he's taking lives don't head to Crystal Lake or it will be your very last mistake. Brown hat and razor blades on his right hand, he's feeling great. Rotten Texas came to see all the killers who run around and mess with chainsaws. Oh God, help me, please! They're gonna get you, gonna kill you, and you know there's nothing we can't do. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother at the head of that night, and then he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. Halloween's a special night, the butcher knife's a bloody sight. Just got to the campsite the 13th the Friday, it's your last night. Getting late, it's time for bed. Will you see tomorrow? Will tomorrow see you dead? Went to Texas, no, they warned you. Now let a face will massacre you. no understanding and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death of, of 
good or evil, right or wrong. Jason's a legend. A legend. Jason is out there. He's looking for me. He's probably headed back to the camp. You're gonna be sorry you didn't listen to me. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. You know why they sing that? Because that's when he comes for you. In your dreams. You're lucky to be alive. Don't let her get away, Mommy. Don't let her live. I won't, Jason. I won't. They're gonna get you. Gotta kill you. And you know there's nothing we gotta do. They're gonna get you. Gotta kill you. Alright, we are back with the news. Mikey, give us some uh, horror bid headlines. Alright, well first off, we have the prequel to The Shining in the works. I think it's <laughs> stupid. Um, I don't understand, because Stephen King's writing that new book that's a sequel. That's going to be, um, you know, Danny Torrance, the son, is middle-aged, and it's just, it's going to focus on him. But it they sounds do good, it. right? Right. You know that—that's the logical thing. Make this—you know—make a movie that's a sequel. Follow the book, but they want to do a prequel. It's going to fail. I, I think the executives of Warner Brothers are stupid. Hmm. Yep. Well, I'm—I'm I'm not very passionate about the movie, like I said, so I'm open to it. Of course you are. <laughs> I don't see where they can go with it, though. To be honest with you, dude, because all the—all that shit that happened in The Shining is because. They went there. Obviously, it had to do with <laughs> <you> too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyways, on that note. Yeah. The Tall Man, starring Jessica Biel, is on video on demand right now before it hits theaters on August 31st. I definitely would want to check this out because I love Jessica Biel. I don't know about you guys. She's so fucking hot, dude. Yeah, I, I wish I was Justin Timberlake. She is so hot. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I was Justin Timberlake because uh, he's a lucky gentleman. That he is. I do not wish I was him, but... But this tall man actually looks like a good movie. It's not some creature. It's actually like an actual person that stalks people. It looks like it's really uh, really good looking type of thing. Is he tall? I would imagine he's got to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm an asshole. Well, uh, how about They Live? is coming to Blu-ray and DVD November 6th from Scream Factory, which is Shout Factory's new uh, branch. That's excellent news. See, you guys... Yeah, but did you guys know this? That they actually um, filmed a new interview with John Carpenter that will be included on the release. Really? Is that the one that um, Rob G did? He just just interviewed uh, John Carpenter and... He did. I think that might be the one. Yeah, because he works for them, doesn't he? Uh, well, he's kind of like an independent dude. He goes freelancer. He's yeah, he's freelancer. He goes to a lot of different, you know, things. So I would assume that, uh, you know, his red shirt pictures, which is his uh, his thing. Uh, right. If they did that, then yeah, it'll be on there. And the there's other stuff. The yeah, we love him. And then another piece of news here that I hate to mention because I did not see this movie because I believe that it disgraced the original soap opera. And that's Dark Shadows with Johnny Depp. Uh, Tim Burton's travesty of a film is coming to DVD and Blu-ray on October 2nd. And it's going to be loaded with special features that I don't think anybody cares about, or at least I don't. Yeah, fuck Tim Burton. 
<laughs> yeah. So moving on, Paranormal Activity Four. Uh, the trailer. Yeah. I, I, I like, don't know if the well, I don't know if the full trailer is up yet. No, but I think there's least, two teasers in there, and there's three teasers, and they are horrible. Horrible, horrible yeah, trailers. They just recycle footage from the first three movies. Who cares? That's what it looked like to me. It is. It's all recycled footage. And it just says at the end, it's like, Paranormal Activity 4. Well, I haven't seen part three. Like I said, I think either I'm doing too many shows or I talk to too many people. But I said I I liked part one. Part two was a joke that you, you watch drunk with people. And part three, I didn't even see. So... I heard three is just horrible. It's Mike, have you seen not three? Good. Yeah, it's uh, not good. It's not good. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I'm kind of an asshole in the sense where I haven't really watched them. I saw the first one, dude. I just wasn't impressed. Like, it just didn't do it for me. I've seen so many fucking better movies. <laughs> for, the, for the hype that it got, I just didn't see it. To me, that's... Hey, babe, want to go to the movies? Yeah, what do you want to see? Oh, per- oh, perfect. That's a scary movie. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking it, dude. Like, I know, like, and, and that's not to put anybody down, dude. But, like, for people like us that, like, live and breathe this shit, no. It doesn't do it for us, dude. This is just fucking cookie-cutter bullshit. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the new take on... I Look, I love ghosts. And that's why I'm really excited about next week's interview. That chick yeah. who's on that ghost highway or something. Ghost Highway. Haunted Highway. Sci-Fi's Haunted Highway. Yeah, we're going to interview her, so I'm pretty excited about that because (laughs) I really like ghosts, and I have a lot of questions about ghosts. And uh, so I appreciate any movies like that. Um, And what I liked about the paranormal is that they try to make it realistic again. And they, I think they succeeded in that first one. There were a couple moments that were a little too far-fetched, like the uh, the footprint shapes, but I guess that was a demon, which I don't believe in. Um, so that's why it was a little stretch for me. But if the, re- if the rest of that stuff happened, um, I, I probably would have been okay with it. And uh, it was a pretty good movie. But the second one was a joke. And they're reaching and they're really just trying to cash in on something they saw that we responded to pretty well. Mm-hmm. And the third one is like, that's when you know they've just gone too far and now they're going to do it again. Well, Alex, I'll give you one better. The second one is watchable. The third one is the joke. Mm-hmm. The third one is definitely the joke of the group. You're right. Yeah, it was it was pretty watchable. I remember I hated the first one. Oh, I know what I hated about that. I mean, the, the second one. I know what I hated about the second one. That um, didn't they keep uh, going through every single camera scene every single night, and nothing happened in the first five, just to get to the one where something's happening? Like, oh my god, that was torture! Torture. That's three. That's that's three, pretty much. Yep. It's torture, dude. Can I ask you guys a question now? Uh, Do you guys like Ghost Hunters at all? No, because nothing happens. No. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sometimes Mike. it's interesting. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is interesting, but a lot of times it's just really kind of just boring, and I just I can't. I and, can't and that guy, it. that big muscle guy, mm-hmm. he's just too much for me, man. Like yeah. he's just a little too excited to be there. Who, Jason or Grant? I don't know. It's like he has like sp- he he looks like he'd be like a punker. He has like spiky hair. He has oh, real- that might be Steve. Real- oh no, that's Dustin. Oh, Dustin, Dustin. Real big muscles. He's the main guy. 
Uh, no, that'd be Jason then. Yeah, yeah. And Jason's not a muscular guy. Well, somebody J- has. Jason's a... bald. Someone's jacked. No, not Jason. There's a yeah, guy who's jacked. Dustin with the spiky hair, and he's kind of young, and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's just too much for me. Well, cause I, dude, I've met those guys before. Cause I live in New England, dude. Do you know how many fucking ghost hunter things that they have around New England? It being because New England's, you know, metal. yeah, all those, yeah, those places. But dude, I gotta say, man, I've been on a couple ghost hunts, and one in particular, dude. I mean, you know, that's the thing. You watch those shows, and nothing happens, and stuff like that. But that's one of those things that it doesn't fucking translate to television, dude. Like you gotta be there. You got, and I know me, Alex. You've talked briefly about an experience or experiences you've had or something like that. So yeah. I think we all have different takes on that. But dude, I wasn't a believer, and and I really wasn't even into the show. But I went on a couple of those, dude, and one in particular. Who? I mean, I'll talk about it maybe another time or whatever, but yeah, it definitely changed my perspective, and it made me really watch the show. But you're right, it is boring. Not a lot happens. You hear a, you hear maybe a little, ah, and they're like, oh yeah. my god. Like, yeah, and you, and you hear... Let's play that back. Yeah, and you hear... And it's yeah. like, they replay, oh, it said, get out of the basement. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like, it says anything you want it to say, you idiot. I, 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 I could do this all night. Ready? Right. You know what the ghost said? Is this show going to end now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't... It's almost yeah, two but... hours. Get off the air. Right. It, it, yeah. it, it's not, I, I agree, dude, but it doesn't... Like I said, it doesn't translate to television. And no. it, that's just one of those fucking things where it has to be tangible. It has to be right in front of you. You have to feel it. And, and when, when you watch it, it's just kind of boring and stuff like that. But with that said, being on... Um, being on those ghost hunts and it was like a um it wasn't taps but it was kind of like a lot of those people that have been on the show that 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 ran these other ones and stuff like that so they were all really legit they all had great equipment and stuff like that and i mean who knows but i know fucking what i saw and what i heard and you just you can't question that shit dude i mean and when i say question it you can't tell me otherwise what what i fucking heard and what i what i saw and it was just so it was ah, you didn't see shit. nothing shut up oh uh, yeah okay it was in your imagination let's get to the next story okay how about <laughs> uh is, is anybody a fan of american horror story nope yep yeah Love well it. how about uh maroon fives uh maroon fives adam levine i love maroon five but i won't Dude, watch really? the show Oh yeah, I have all their uh, all their CDs. Um, hmm. They it helps me write. Um, hmm. He's uh, joining the second season of American Horror Story as one half of the lovers. I have no idea what the hell that is. It hmm. does not sound interesting to me in the least. So we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Mike is Justin's going to be thrilled with your enthusiasm on these news as a segment, Mike. American I'm Horror sure. Story is a we'll great see. fucking show, dude. I'm sorry. I, it, I know, it and Justin likes it too. So he'll be pissed that I'm glossing over it, I bet. But I, I just no, let I me don't ask you a question, like Mike. Have you ever, actually ever watched it? Have you no, because it just it, it seems sure. really stupid to me. Wow. Okay. I heard it, I heard it's really good and it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Yeah, You're right really. though. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um for Terminator fans, the Terminator anthology. Uh, Blu-ray set is coming as a Best Buy exclusive on August 28th. This will feature all four films. I don't know how Warner is pulling this off because uh, Lionsgate or, or yeah, Lionsgate has Terminator 2. 
I don't know how Warner got it back, but okay. It's going to have, let me see here, five disc. It's a five disc set, and it has seven cuts of the Terminator movies. It has all four theatrical cuts, plus two versions of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I already know what that is. They have Kyle Reese in it. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. Who the fuck is Kyle Reese? He was the guy who was going against Terminator in part one. Oh, yeah. oh they did? Yeah, what? he was like uh, Sarah Connor was having uh, delusions or whatever you want to call it, and she was talking to him while she was locked up in the sanitarium. Pescadero. I don't believe that that version that you're talking about with Michael Bean is on the current Terminator 2 Blu-ray, so that will be new. And it has the R-rated director's cut of Terminator Salvation, but we don't really care about that, do we? Never saw uh, it. was all right. It wasn't... They're just... Ever since part two, you can't get more extravagant. There's just yeah. nothing. You cannot follow that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three was disappointing, but I still like it. Had Edward Furlong been in three, had you had Arnold in better clothing and done his makeup to make him look a little younger, mm. um, that would have worked. Um, right. But it, it, that part where he was smashing that truck, that looked right out of a sci-fi TV show, dude. Like, that was the worst scene in... The... I'm a... I'll drive. I'll drive. I am, <laughs> I am the Terminator. It's uh, satisfying <laughs> to me as uh, coming is, you know, having sex <laughs> with a woman and coming. So you can believe how much I am in heaven. I'm playing the Terminator. I'm coming. Hey, is Arnold going to be in the... Uh... Oh, we already asked him in that interview. Oh guys, I'm going to see As I Lie Dying. The the lead singer is the uh the uh lead singer of um Austrian Death Machine too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. I'm going to see him Friday. Oh my god, I can barely contain myself. Put the cookie down. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the job. Get to the job. All right, Mikey, go ahead. I'm very excited, but the problem is I already bought every one of these movies twice. Yeah, and I've, I, how many, if you knew how many times I bought Terminator, you'd think I'm insane. I bought every one of them in every facet of the revolution. Well, I have, uh, what is it, Terminator 2 and 4 on Blu-ray, so I will probably get this set at some point. Right. Only to have that cut with Michael Bean in high def. Right. And also, you're a completist. You're exactly right, Dan. See? I'm glad... I'm glad that you realize that. That's wonderful. That should be a trivia question because nobody would get it right. Yeah. Does Mike always masturbate to completion? The answer is yes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, shit. Really just wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay. moving on. (laughs) Moving on. For Puppet Master fans out there, I know... And there's there's none of you, so let's move on. No, there's me. Full Moon, Full Moon Entertainment is releasing the Puppet Master Trilogy. Well, there's more than three, but they're releasing the first three on September 18th to Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, gee, that's good. Leave out the two best ones, four and five. Yeah. If you order before September 18th and you order directly from FullMoonDirect.com, will you will receive nothing. a special limited edition wraparound. That reach around. signed by hey, Charles. Hey, hey. Who gives us the reach around? <laughs> Guys, like you don't get it. Like these are now featured in you know high definition. They're remastered in high definition. 
widescreen, never before in widescreen, and also in surround sound, and we've never had that. Oh, wow. Puppet Master and surround sound? Yeah. That's what I'm Now they're about. getting serious with this movie. I, I knew it would become a good movie. Yeah, That's right, like exactly. A turd. It's still a turd. Yeah, you're polishing a turd. And you've got Charles Band commentaries. Oh my god. You know, I got good news too. Next week I'm putting a bow tie in a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mike. You know what, Alex? You know what, Alex? Just for that, I'm skipping over the next news item because you don't deserve <laughs> to hear it. What what's it about? L- lay it on me, Mike. I don't think I'm going to say it because you don't deserve it. You don't <laughs> Dan, deserve it. Dan deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dan won't appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. Well, go ahead. Oh, so you're trying to deprive me. Yep. I'll deprive you. Yeah? yeah. I I have control of the mute button here, pal. You want to be on the next show? You give that new story up. All right, fine. That's right. <laughs> Read. Universal is taking it upon themselves to... This whole year, because it's the 100th anniversary, they're releasing a lot of their catalog titles onto Blu-ray. Come on, come on, get to the point. And instead of releasing something great like The Burbs, they're releasing a piece of shit film that shouldn't even be on Blu-ray. And on August 28th, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein yes! coming Ooh. Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Oh, Boo, I want the burbs, boo. Yeah, dude, see, that's what I was going to say. We need to get the burbs off. Awesome. You know what? Just for you saying that, I'm going to put a... I'm going to put... Our opening of this show is going to be an Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein clip. Uh, and that's I, for I you. On Mike. I've never seen it. That's for you. Uh, I'll just fast forward through it, that's all. I'll, I'm going to buy it for you uh, on your birthday. Wait, you actually listen to our shows, Mike? Yeah, I listen back to them because I want to hear uh, how good he did. Bad I sound. Yeah, right. Mike loves how he did. <laughs> All right, go next. The final story is uh, the Silent Night, Deadly Night remake. Silent Night is coming out this year. Or no, wait, is it 2013? I'll double check. Oh no, it's this year. It's 2012. It doesn't have an exact date yet, but I would assume it'll be around Christmas time. I have a feeling it's going to be direct to uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Right. And also, um, it just got its R rating. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. How does something like that fucking get remade? And when we were talking about something like um, Sleepaway Camp being remade, we were talking about how it how it wasn't right. up to up to par with the other ones. I don't get that, dude. I think if anything, fucking Sleepaway Camp over Silent Night Deadly Night. But then again, you know what the fuck do well, I know? Silent Night Deadly Night has a cooler title for today's kids. <laughs> well, yeah. no, it's actually just called Silent Night. They took out the Deadly Night. Oh, there you go. I don't get that though. I just don't and, get it. And apparently, it is rated R for. Bloody violence, some Natural. sexuality slash nudity, language. There's bloody violence in here. And brief drug use, Dan. You should appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> brief drug use. I love brief. Is there any alcohol abuse in there? Uh, No, but I, I would imagine they'd, thro- they'd lump that in with the uh, drug use. Oh, good. I would make sure they catered to people like me. Yeah, did you guys really know? Oh, my drug use, dude. Did, did you guys know that Randy, a.k.a. Jamie Kennedy, is in this film? Oh, great. All right. Well, that's all we have for tonight. 
All right, guys. Well, tune in next week. We have a uh, good show for you, I hope. And we have an exclusive interview with John Amplaz, who played Martin in Martin. And yes, that is a that is a horror movie about a uh, strange vampire of some kind that Mike really likes. It's a great film. Watch it. Yes. What year was it, Mike? Go ahead. Drop 1978. the. Nineteen seventy-eight. Nineteen seventy-eight. No, seventy-seven. 77. It was nineteen seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. <laughs> Martin, nineteen seventy-seven. I know everything. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm Alex. That was Michael J. And you love. Of course they love you, Dan. Oh, thanks, guys. Don't text and drive. Don't get head and drive. <laughs> I did hit a telephone pole once. Dude, I just spit up coffee everywhere. <laughs> You're an asshole, Alex. Road head. Road, road, road your head. She rode your head.